the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The accused stands before a judge. The evidence is overwhelming. He is guilty, but the judge says he's innocent. How do you respond? Well, how do you respond if the person guilty is you? Let's talk about that. From Reformed Heritage Church here in San Jose and online at reformedheritage.org, this is Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Welcome to our program today. We're back in Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. Justified freely by His grace. That's you and I if we find ourselves believers in Christ. God crediting Jesus' righteousness to us. Well, that's amazing. Here's Pastor Gary with more. I have no idea how criminal it is for me to have one thought that is not more love to thee. All love to thee. Loving God with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind. I have never, ever, ever done that. I am a criminal against the God who created me. But then came forward God's grace. Then came forward Jesus, precious Jesus. And we all know he certainly is. And in himself, he took the full fury, the full chastisement of all the stripes, of all the condemnation, the full weight of the justice and the anger of God against us that was due to us because of our filthiness. I don't know if we can appreciate how much this propitiatory sacrifice comes out of the love of God. As a matter of fact, without understanding propitiation or understanding God's love is always going to be deficient. God's love doesn't come forward in a kind of cavalier way like, I just love you no matter what you do. I believe in unconditional love, he says. No, that's not God's love. That's our stupidity. God's love is perfectly joined with his holiness. It is perfectly joined with his justice. And God's love is not silly. God's love is not capricious. God's love is joined with everything he is. And in love to you and me who deserve to feel his wrath. He put all of that wrath on his son. What love. Propitiation comes straight out of the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That last phrase is not often emphasized in John 3.16. Should not perish. What exactly does it mean? 
Many who believed in John 3.16 are today in graveyards. But that's not what perish means here. Perish means under the wrath and the curse and the righteous anger of God. You see, hell's fires don't burn independently. Hell's fire are God's wrath against sins and sinners. And the Lord Jesus Christ comes forward and he bears all of that in himself. And God publicly manifested him. And this shows us that salvation, first and foremost, before it has anything to do with us, magnifies the glory of God and his justice, his love, his grace, his holiness. For salvation is truly of God alone. It reveals him. It reveals his glory, his love, his goodness. It is only as we appreciate propitiation that we can begin to look at the gospels and the sufferings of our Savior and be struck by them as we should be. Our our Savior, remember, spoke of a cup that he had to drink. And, and, And does he say... Oh, how how restrained I am, how, how inwardly bound I am until I complete this task. No. John 18, 11 says, The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? He confessed in his last hours to being overwhelmed. He was pressed to the ground. He basically said, My soul is exceedingly sorrow even unto death. Why? Because he who was holy and harmless and undefiled and separate from sinners was to be forsaken, stricken, smitten, and afflicted, and to become the propitiation, the scapegoat for our sins, the cup that caused him to tremble, the cup that caused him to feel such deadly sorrow, even before the hour struck, the cup that caused sweat to fall like great thick drops of blood and to cast him to the ground before his father with such emotion and heaviness should humble our hearts into dust until we close our eyes in death that cup was the divine the sword of divine justice that was posed to strike him and beloved that is the stroke you and I would have taken in hell forever if not for him And by that one offering of himself on the cross, he has obtained our eternal redemption, our salvation by being the propitiation, the one to satisfy that wrath and judgment of God that we so deserve. You know, that's one of the reasons I no longer watch movies about the cross. They cannot begin to portray what really happened there. Because it was not the visual that mattered. It was going on in the heavenly court that was so important. And no camera can go there. And no eye can see the sorrows that were upon him as he drank all of that justice. And you know, he knew full well what what was about to take place. He is God's eternal son. He knew holiness. He is one with the Father in that holiness. He knew justice. Do you not think he was angry against sinners? 
Remember, he was the angel of the Lord who went out in one night and slew 185,000 Assyrians. He knew the wrath of God against sinners, yet being man his, in his human nature, combined with his divine nature, he took upon himself the full responsibility of our salvation. Truly, we ought to love the Son of God. But you know, that's not Paul's point here. And he does not draw that conclusion from this. He says, God has set forth. If you ever doubt God's love, look at the cross. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your circumstances. You might say, I've got cancer. So how in the world can God love me? Just let me forget my cancer and just go right back to the cross and let me meditate upon that. You might say, how could God love me? Look at my wife. Look at the husband I have. Look at the children I have. Look at the job I have. Look at the boss I have. Look at this country I live in. Look at the pathetic balance I have in my bank account. How could God love me? Look at Jesus Christ who was set forth from God to be the propitiation for our sins and who took all of our wrath and curse upon himself. Nothing else makes any difference, beloved. Spend more time looking at him and then you will spend far less time being discouraged about your wife, your husband, your circumstances, and your children. These things are not what are to consume us in this life. It is what God has set forth in the Lord Jesus Christ at that cross. Now we've got to have these benefits. Look again at verse 25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Somehow, what he did then, I have got to have and partake in now. 2,000 years later. What is the main point here? I've got to be covered with that blood. That is yours and my only propitiation. That is the only satisfaction of God's justice. Without being covered in the blood of Christ, the sword will strike me down as soon as I die. As soon as my eyes close in death, that sword will come and strike me down if I am not covered in the blood of Christ. You know, there are a lot of people who die unexpectedly in the prime of their life. There are a lot of things that people think are really important going on today in this country. Things like award shows and, you know, all the sporting events. Maybe even what I'm having for dinner. Well, let me tell you, there is nothing, nothing that is as important that is going on in this country today except what God has done. To manifest righteousness in Jesus Christ. And you better look to him. If it is you who has a deadly accident today. If, if, if it is me who has a deadly accident today. God's not going to say. Oh I, I know you're busy, you're busy. So I'm going to forgive you. It's okay. Yeah of course he will. Don't you know. Those are all the devil's distractions. To keep people out of the kingdom of heaven. And boy how effective they have been. 
No, look to the Lamb of God and deal honestly with your sins before God. And do not leave here today without being covered in the blood of Christ. You say, well, I am covered. Look deeply inside. Because if anyone says he has no sin, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. You must look to the Lamb of God and to his shed blood for our cleansing. And when he says faith in his blood, he doesn't say, well, as long as I have faith in his blood, I'm okay. That's how a lot of Americans interpret this. A lot of American Christians. Well, I have faith, so I'm okay. No, it's not your faith that saves you. It is the blood that saves you. Now, is your faith looking to that blood? For the faith that God gives is a free gift. So think of how much is said about in Scripture about the blood of Christ. Just for a minute, let's look at a few Scriptures to teach us how precious that blood of Christ is. I'll just, I'll, I'll just read these off. You can write the, the um, verses down if you want, but... I won't take the time for us to go to them. And I, I wish I really had time to go into all the context of these, but we don't. So John six fifty three. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Acts twenty twenty eight. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the, all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Now to Hebrews 9.14. Do you want a cleansed conscience today? You can forget it if you seek it by personal reform or some kind of outward action. There's only one thing that can purge our consciences there is only one key that fits into the lock of guilty conscience and satisfies the gatekeeper and lets the conscience go free. Hebrews 9, beginning in verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serving the living God. Do you feel guilty about your past? There is only one fire that extinguishes guilt, and that is the blood of Christ. So you must be covered in it. And you must cling to it. Now Hebrews 10, 14. Hebrews really is kind of like the blood of Christ book. Beginning in verse 10 of chapter 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifices for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever those that are being sanctified. Now Hebrews 10:29. Of how much sorrow, punishment, suppose ye shall be thought worthy 
who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Now, chapter 12, verse 24. Unto Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Beloved, it is impossible for us to appreciate and feel as we should how much our salvation depends upon being cleansed in the Son of God in His blood. You know, at this very moment, if our worshiping is pleasing to Him, it is only because of the blood of the Son of God. That is the only reason. He bore all of our sins and became sin for us, that we would be righteous in Him. And each day and throughout the day, we must make much of the blood of Christ. In fact, it must be our treasure. It is His gift. And it is a blessing beyond our comprehension. Do you know what angels are singing right now in heaven? Revelation 5.12 Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain that the Son of God would take our curse and God's wrath and judgment that was to be upon us in eternity. We will not be able to exhaust these unsearchable riches of Christ. But his cross, his blood, today must be our boast. That is why Paul says in Galatians 6.14, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. That wasn't just a t-shirt slogan for Paul. That was like, hey, here's my calling card as a Christian. And did Paul ever say, this is my life's work? No. This is what Paul said. This is not what Paul said. Paul was saying, I have no hope before a holy God except the Son of God who bore all of my curse upon himself on the tree. That's it. And since I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, I have no other boast but He. I have nothing to boast in except His blood that was shed for me. We must never tire of having Christ preach in all of His fullness and all of His loveliness. We ought to often travel that lonely road with Him from Gethsemane to Calvary. The Gospels must be the meat and drink of our soul. We must stand beating our hearts with that centurion. If we don't, our faith will grow cold, beloved. Faith doesn't grow cold because the church doesn't have any programs. Faith doesn't grow cold because I don't have enough meaningful things to do as a Christian. Faith grows cold because we are not often occupied with the glory of Christ and of Him crucified because He has all life. He has all glory, all blessedness, all fullness in Him. And when we remember that He laid down His life for us on the cross, that is where our life comes from. Nowhere else. Life doesn't come from my circumstances, if they're okay even, 
or the church has some sort of cute programs for my children. That has nothing to do with where life and faith come from. They come from the person who was crucified for us and was the propitiation for our sins and bore all our wrath. Faith in his blood, looking to him, walking with him. That is where our life comes from. Everything else is just a desert. Everything else is cold. So you must abide in Christ. You see, this doesn't degenerate into some kind of sentimentality. It doesn't depend on the giddy cycles of our emotional life. Because his blood shows us the righteousness of God. The primary thing about redemption. The primary thing about propitiation. The primary thing about the blood of Jesus is not what do I need to do with it in my life. The primary thing that is that it reveals the magnificence of the grace of God. It reveals his holiness, his justice, his love. And that is our life, brothers and sisters. Not how can I feel better. Not how can I make this a part better in my life. No, it is God who is our portion. And we can only have him as our portion if we see him in his friendly side through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we stand in awe before his mercy. Oh, whatever you want, Lord, that's fine with me. I'll obey. Oh, do I need to give this sin up? Oh, that's fine. Do I need to drop my stubborn will against my husband, against my wife, against your providences in my life? Fine. Do I need to stop finding excuses not to have family worship? Fine. How can I do anything? Think about this. But in the light of your setting forth Christ to be the propitiation of my sins, am I honestly going to hold on to my sins? Am I honestly going to say I'm going to repent? Am I not going to love my husband? Am I not going to love my wife? Am I not going to obey my parents? I am going to hold on to my will no matter what. If so, beloved, you have just taken the knife up that slew the Lord Jesus Christ and you are driving it into his heart. So forget all of those nice cutesy things the church tries to do today to rile up our emotions and our feelings about God. They are a worthless waste of time. Six flags over Jesus never impressed anybody with the majesty of God. Only one thing does. When we look to the cross... And we see Christ set forward to be the propitiation for our sins, all of our wrath and curse, all of God's justice, all of God's righteous anger laid upon him. May God be praised. It is his mercy. It is his grace for me to live. I don't want any claims on my life. I don't even want any friends God doesn't like. I do not want any boyfriends or girlfriends who do not bow to the will of God. I don't want to want to watch anything God doesn't like. But all of that is secondary 
because he occupies all our vision. He has set forth Christ to be the propitiation. Have you seen it? It is my wrath, my filth. All of it is mine. If the Son of God had not come forward to bear my judgment on that tree. More love to thee, O Christ. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Beloved, those feelings won't last. They will not last unless we see the glory of God's love and of his justice and we come before it often through this beloved gospel. And that, of course, means you've got to be in the word of God for it to be revealed to you. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we have closed out our time together today, I would remind you that our desire is to know how this program encourages you in Christ. Now, there are a couple of three ways that you can contact us to provide us with this information. And again, it would really encourage us a great deal if you'd take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how to contact us. Phone number is 408-866-5607. That's 408 408- 866-5607. Our website, where you can drop us an email and even learn a bit more about us, is reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, you can write to us at PMB, that stands for Post Mailbox, number 402-1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Now, there is another way you can contact us, and this would be the best of all, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Plan on visiting. Let us uh, fellowship face-to-face, as it were. We meet at Lone Hill Church, 2 in the afternoon on Sundays at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org, or by calling 408-866-5607. By the way, copies of the broadcast are just $5. Mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a CD out to you right away. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.